to the Mobile Economy Podcast. This is episode number two. I'm Eric Garrison, your host, joined with Donald Kamungi, your co-host. Today we're going to be discussing the BOMA 2019 Salt Lake City Conference that Mobiles presented at. Myself and a couple other people from Mobiles went out to uh, last month and had a uh, good time visiting the folks of uh, Salt Lake City and talking at the BOMA conference. What is BOMA? BOMA is the Building Owners and Management Association. Quite the mouthful. But what it is, the commercial properties in different areas like the office parks, retail spaces, commercial office buildings, they all fall under the trade organization of BOMA. They hold their international uh, trade show and conference every year at a location and this year it was Salt Lake City. So flew out there because Mobiles was a presenter at the conference and we were there to talk about the food truck, the service trucks, and how they react with the property management space, the marketing, and uh, everything out there. Um, so it's a, it a great conference. You can actually read some about it at Buildings Magazine, which is buildings.com. If you just search on Mobiles, we were uh, on an article in their latest edition. Uh, had a couple uh, shocking things as I landed in Salt Lake City and brought up the ever trusty Street Food Finder app. And what did I find? No, there's no food trucks in Salt Lake City. How can that be? I'm going, Salt, Salt Lake City is a good-sized town. There's got to be food trucks. Yes, there are food trucks. Luckily, my trusty Uber driver knew where to find food trucks. But when I found the food trucks and talked to them, found out that they had never heard of Street Food Finder. They predominantly research and uh, do all their promotion via Twitter. So uh, there is a location they have out there in Salt Lake City. Uh, I believe it was called The Hub or something of that nature, which was a, a depot area where the trucks park. They have a small rotation and a few, a few trucks will park there and uh, uh, serve food every night. And... Um, uh, had picnic tables, pretty nice setup, nice green grass lawn there for kids to run around. I got there, it was Saturday night at about uh, 7, probably about 7.45. The place was a little dead. Uh, apparently they roll up the streets early uh, in Salt Lake City and um, uh, luckily I didn't have any lines getting to the food trucks. So uh, there were two trucks I sampled while out there and uh, talked to the owners just briefly. Um, one was called black sliders which were really good slider sandwiches a typical you know meat on a small bun and cooked perfectly mm -hmm. so i just had the traditional and then i had a uh, barbecue type one and then uh, after having that i wanted to save uh, some room because dough gods was the next truck that was over there so the dough gods serve cookie dough yes you Nothing can have better than that. Yeah, how can you go wrong? Uh, they had uh, some savory cookie dough. They had some sweet cookie dough, and uh, everything was themed around uh, mystical gods. I uh, bought one, and then they gave me samples of a couple others. So um, it was a, a great food sampling there because got to got to get a little flight of different cookie dough. Right. I'm not usually one for heavy sweet things, but uh, how can you go wrong with cookie dough? So, what was it, what was your favorite flavor from? Um, it sounds silly, but it was more of a. I would have to say it was a ground up unicorn okay. because it had 
all these different colorful it, it was almost like a skittles mm-hmm. inside of a cookie dough but it it looked like something you would definitely give a five-year-old because it was pink and yellow and sparkly mm-hmm. and yes it was it was not a very manly cup of cookie dough gotcha so um so yeah so it's uh it was a Good time, good conference uh, out there. The the panel we uh, were on out there had a uh, person who was uh, very big in the property management space, and and next week we'll probably go into that a little bit more and bring on to our podcast Becky Hanner from the Team Mobiles here, who led the conference uh, uh, talk out there at the Bola Show. So she was the moderator for for us, and. Um, the other person was out there was Chef uh, David Krebs from uh, DeStefano's truck down in Florida. Mm. And he was bringing the perspective of the food truck industry. And uh, it, was, it was a really good, uh, insightful talk because there were people in the audience all are involved in property management. Right. And many times they're managing food trucks and they don't actually talk except via email and text messages about scheduling with an actual food truck owner. Mm. So they had not thought about some of the uh, issues that happen from the food trucks. And then food trucks don't necessarily think about it from the property management standpoint that sometimes a property manager is not whose building or parking lot it is, that there's a property owner involved. And uh, that's why the the things such as certificates of insurance, safety, and everything come into play so heavily. Yeah. So I know we'll go into this a lot more next week, but what were some of the biggest takeaways or biggest issues you ran into between the uh, communication between truck vendors and property managers? One of the big communication things that we you know see there and was brought up as well as uh, uh, something that we experience with the trucks we work with is the trucks want to have a consistent flow of people at the mm-hmm. trucks. And the property managers had not thought of it that way before. And uh, uh, you know, knowing that you're going to have 50 people come eat at your truck right. as a minimum, it, it was not something that the property managers had given a lot of thought of is mm-hmm. the fact that these uh, you know truck owners go to their commissary, they cook the food, they prep the food, they load a certain amount of food into the truck, and that food is pretty much bought at that point. It's now up to them to go out to the property and to sell it to the end consumer. And the truck owner is going to be out that food in most cases, especially in a savory truck. In an ice cream truck like the cookie dough people, that's a little different. Their truck can keep things you know, cold. It can right. go back. It can be reused. But for somebody serving sliders or in case of DeStefano's, the meatballs that they take out of the commissary don't go back into the commissary to get reused. Mm-hmm. It's uh, that food is is pretty much a waste if they can't find where to sell it in that shift. And that was something that the property owners hadn't thought a whole lot about. Um, uh, always a big topic, and we handed out a flyer about ideas or, or kind of our best practices of food truck safety. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a big hit. We had a, a huge stack of those, and that stack got devoured, spread across the table, and, and was uh, handed out very, very quickly. It has uh, items in there such as making sure that you chalk your wheels when you park the truck, 
never fuel the generator mm. when the uh, generator is running hot. That is something that has been a very big hot topic, you know, yeah. no pun intended, which is the fueling of the generators when the the generator is hot because it can cause a fire. So don't want a fire. No, you don't want a fire, especially on the generator that's attached to a food truck. One of the events that uh, I was at that was not a mobiles promoted event. It was uh, the the opening at uh, Highwire Brewery over in Durham. Mm-hmm. It was a newer truck, one we had not heard of, a generator that was attached to the truck and saw the gentleman come and start putting gas in the generator, didn't even shut it off. It was blazing hot and he is pouring fuel into the generator with people inside the truck, people there at the loading dock. It was a grand opening and I'm going, oh, I I sure hope this doesn't go bad because I suggested to the property owner that the truck be brought up closer and put in that loading dock area, which is right next to their new stage and right yeah. outside the doors. And <laughs> I'm going, yeah, it'd be so much easier instead of people walking across the parking lot to have the truck up here close. And it's the spot they've been using. And here on the first event to have a truck that is mm. doing something wrong and, uh, and uh, have that potential. Um, the blocking of the wheels, we have seen trucks that have rolled in the parking lots. So a lot of people think that, hey, well, I've just put the uh, truck in park, it'll be fine. Every parking lot is slanted. Mm-hmm. No parking lot is really flat. So it's going to roll. And we have seen a number of trucks that have to get their rig very leveled. So in some cases, uh, in the case of like Cousins Maine Lobster, when they serve at uh, some of the locations we have in park, they have to block the front wheels up a couple inches to make the surface inside of the truck all level and so that I'm guessing so that the equipment runs right and so that people wow. are not walking uphill all night when they're serving. <laughs> um, but that's a, a safety concern is now when you have lifted the front end of the truck up six inches to make sure that the wheels are blocked because it's going to roll if, it go, if it's going to roll. Right, right. And I think that's a big thing that people don't necessarily take into consideration. Like I, before being here, never thought about all the safety that has to go into your food truck. Um, I just saw a food truck as an awesome place that had mobile food that I can go and grab a quick bite to eat. Um, But we just released um, even a small little post last week about some different items that you should have in the case of emergency on your food truck. And I think that's a paramount importance for different uh, owners of those food trucks to make sure that they have those items just in case. You know, you don't want to say that it's going to happen, but it could. You would much rather have those items in the case that it does happen or to make sure that things do not go wrong and your truck isn't damaged or people aren't damaged well here's the thing we we have seen is it's not if things go wrong it's going to be when things go wrong Mm -hmm. at one of the events over the winter time that uh, was over at imperial one of the food trucks it has a very nice generator we we highly suggest the honda 7000 i think it's the 7000 iu it's a very nice quiet generator he had one of those the battery on it wasn't working so it's an electric start generator right and it doesn't have a backup pull cord it is just an electric start generator 
and he had the most garbage Walmart set of jumper cables for trying mm-hmm. to jump it, and he could not get a decent connection even to get a basically what's a motorcycle battery worth of voltage off of his truck battery wow. into the generator to get it to start. Uh, luckily, I had a set of jumper cables meant for starting a diesel truck in the back of my truck, <laughs> uh, more so for uh, uh, starting up a diesel tractor, a diesel truck. But the jumper cables were, uh, you know, very failed that he had on the truck. And if he had needed to jump the truck, or in this case, jump the generator, they weren't going to suffice. Yeah. And, and could have really caused, you know, an additional fire hazard on the fact that the ends were falling off and the the wire was frayed throughout it. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing he'd used the jumper cables, you know, 20 to 50 times. <laughs> and uh, uh, they were past their life cycle. Gotcha. So, um, and not all that long ago, we had a truck who was not the primary operator or the owner who had to cancel event last minute because the person who took the truck out didn't understand how to fully uh, manage the propane system. Mm-hmm. So they could wow. not get certain things to fire. And that is scary when yeah. you don't know what you're doing. And it was good that they admitted that they didn't know what they were doing and packed it up and went home, right. you know, took the right. truck back. Yes, it, it stinks from a financial standpoint, but that truck was safe. They couldn't get the owner to come over and help. Owner couldn't be reached, and the operator of it was just unsure. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, even another truck that was there uh, tried to lend a hand and go, I don't understand how this system is, is supposed to work. It would be safest if you didn't fire it up and have a propane problem here. You know, it's not working right, and, and they were trying to fry, you know, fire up uh, three fire mm-hmm. So and a and a flat top. So it, it was a substantial amount of equipment that needed to, to fire and was getting low propane or something of that nature happening. Right. So and especially yeah. when it comes to propane, you don't want that out or. Uh... You know, yeah. in the air, especially, or in the truck, if you oh, were to set it up wrong. When uh, there were two other trucks yeah. sitting right there. So, uh, you know, talk about sparks. Well, you got two other trucks that are mm-hmm. blazing their uh, cooktops and everything. So you got a lot of open flame happening, right. even though it's inside of another truck. Yeah, there's a lot of open flame. And I think the truck operators, uh, the other you know, two truck operators, were as helpful as they could be. But again, going... I don't want this thing to blow up. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, I feel like that goes a lot what goes into anything uh, nowadays is know what you know and know what you don't know. Is I think that's that was right for the operator to sort of know uh, when it was time for him to pack up. Um, because even even in the past, I've... I've known like where I can draw the line and say like okay I don't know how to do this it's time to ask for some help or it's time to time to get the professional right yep. right yep get the person that knows what they're doing yeah good good point good point well on that note um, you know we'll we'll wrap up the podcast but I do want to let people know that starting next week if you are a property manager and are listening to our podcast we are going to start sending out a newsletter designed for the property management uh, uh, 
professionals in the uh, markets that we're rolling out. Um, feel free to subscribe to it. It will be on the mobiles.com website. You can also hit our LinkedIn page and get the information. will be available there. That does start going out next Wednesday and is for the property managers to stay in the know of up-and-coming mobile trends, uh, items that we see from the property management space, the office parks, the mobile amenities, and a campaign that uh, we're, we're launching next week that is specifically designed for, for those folks. Again, thank you. Please subscribe to this podcast if you're just generally going by and or uh, hit our social media links as well and uh, follow us on social media. Uh, one last thing, if again, if you would like to be on this show or share your ideas, go ahead and contact us at podcast at mobiles, that's M-O-B-L-Z dot com. Thank you all.